0: I was not experiencing that after we had had Henry, and I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to communicate that. I didn't know how to push through that. I didn't know what to make of it. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. And we have a really good, meaty, like real episode for you today. Personal. <laughs> Personal. Yes. We're getting very real with this one, I feel like.
1: Yeah. So we always try to draw from our our own experiences with these episodes. We don't want to be talking about stuff we don't know stuff about or just spouting off junk we read on the internet. We want to talk from history our own history and our mm, own experiences, yes. and you're going to hear a, a doozy this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you will. But before we dive in, we want to let you know that if you have not rated rated, and reviewed um, Marriage Talks on iTunes, that would mean the world to us. It really helps us out. It helps other people find our podcast, and it just, we, seriously, I cry at every single one. I'm not kidding you. He, he watches me. He's like, are you crying? I'm like, yes, I cry at every review. <laughs> Because they mean, it the, true. they it is true, but they mean the world to us. So if you're loving the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. That would be amazing. And we also want to let you know that
1: we're sponsored by the Marriage Talks podcast Patreon page. So this is a spot on the internet, our own little corner of Patreon, where you can go and support us. We have very cheap tiers, very easy starting price, uh, but it just kind of helps us to kind of support the show. And kind of help with the cost of running the show, hosting the podcast and stuff. And you get some exclusives and a bit of access to us.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So So check check it out. out.
1: Whoa, (laughs) Whoa. that was creepy.
0: (laughs) We, (laughs) We will leave links in the show notes for all of that. So, all right.
1: All right. So we need to start off first off with our disclaimer. We don't pretend to be certified counselors or therapists we have friends who are, and we didn't go to school like that. So everything you're hearing is like we said, it's personal experience and what we learned from it. But if you find that you have a, like if your communication issues or marriage requires some therapy, the podcast is great, but we are not licensed therapists. So please seek out a a marriage counselor or a professional therapist for those real big problems.
0: Yeah. And I also want to say um, we are big proponents of therapy. We, we've been, and um, we obviously plan to go again. Do not wait until you quote, have a problem. Yeah, It's always good to have a referee, somebody on the outside who's not emotionally invested in your marriage to help guide you and to um, kind of shape you in a really healthy way And so you've already read the title of this, that time we weren't having sex. If you're not having sex in your marriage, it's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem. You need to go see a therapist. And I'm not like saying like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like legit. You need to go see a therapist because it is vital to the success and um, success of your marriage and at thriving. You need to be having sex. You need, this is just an essential part of being married. So if you're not having it, you need to go to a therapist and you need to find out why you're not having it. And that person who's on the outside of your relationship can help you see those things. So we are big fans of therapy.
1: Yeah. And, and you might be telling yourself like, oh, we we're not, we not don't never have sex. We have sex on your birthday every year. And it's like, ah, Mm-mm. that's... So it needs to be no. it. what is enough sex that depends on your relationship that depends on you two so if if you are that's a good point if you're feeling like it might be you know the different ratios for different people um but if somebody feels like if it's very one-sided we're like oh my goodness I really want more and it's not happening uh just you need to kind of get in there and really talk about why that is but
0: yeah and I'm gonna say that is a great topic for another episode because I think that that is super important information,
1: yeah, we're gonna call that one different strokes for different <laughs> folks. It'll be a double entendre <laughs> all right, so the premise for this kind of overarching story of this episode is we had a period of our lives um almost four years ago, about three and a half years ago, where we had a a total drought in our intimacy we had henry who was our second son our first son second baby and afterwards we just like did not connect physically for a long time
0: yeah yeah it um it was a tough season it was a tough season it, we it was hard because there I felt like there was a big change in me, like chemically. I don't know what the right word is. Like,
1: that makes sense. You know, hormonally. yeah,
0: hormonally, chemically, like the balance was not right. And it was really hard to navigate because I have never been in a position where I did not like have the feels to have sex, if that makes sense. Like, like, Ooh, you get me excited, kind of a thing. If you're married and you know, you know. So <laughs> I was not experiencing that after we had had Henry, and I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to communicate that. I didn't know how to push through that. I didn't know what to make of it. And so I felt like there was something imbalanced within myself because. Normally when he touches me or when he kisses me like there's a spark. We've got a very good healthy physical relationship and it's taken a lot of work because you have seasons where you're not like on fire for each other. That's a normal thing. Yeah. You you have to walk through that together. And it was it was difficult for me. I felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't like get excited when he like smooched me hard. You know what I mean? Like a good long kiss. <laughs> and it's so
1: funny how like you can tell certain times in our episodes that we're parents of very small kids. Like <laughs> you, you hear a full grown adult woman talk to her husband and, and a group of people who are also adults saying smooched.
0: <laughs> kiss me real good. <laughs> G, baby.
1: But we're also, it's important to also note that like it's very normal after you have a baby, there's a period of time where it's physically impossible to have sex. And that's to a new dad. It's kind of surprising mm. what time frame that actually is. I know I was surprised when we had our first, like that's pretty rough that process, whether it be C-section or normal uh, delivery. And she's just physically not going to be able to do much for many, many, many months, weeks, months, however you want to combine those but
0: and yeah it's different for every woman because every woman heals differently some are quicker some are slower for me I tend to heal on the slower side so I've had two natural births and I've also had one c-section and it's different for both and it is it's really really difficult to get back into your sex life after you have a baby yeah. Um, and I, under, I, I don't, I can't say that obviously I can't say that I've been in the shoes of a man like, okay, I'm ready, but I can understand like that. It's just, it's a God given need, you know, like that's the way that God made men and Michael, like men need that. And so do women.
1: Yeah. I was like, yeah, we got to go there too. And so
0: do women. And that is another topic for another episode. Cause Holy cow. Can we speak to that?
1: That one's going to be called. We all need a little (laughs) loving some time.
0: So staying on track. Um,
1: Well, before we move on. Okay. Yeah. And so for the same that the normal physical barrier of like, you know, sex is not happening after a baby for weeks going into months. In our particular case with this, it was like that period had passed Mm. and it was like physically okay. Yeah. But there was not a... Desire level that yeah. was equal, yeah and that's kind of where the the crux of this kind of like problem I'm air quoting problem in our marriage was and kind of required some serious um kind of getting out the right tools and like sitting down and having some big talks,
0: yeah, that's good to note we had passed that point of we were okay to start having sex again, and so kind of the first thing that was like going quote like wrong was. You know, it's when you have an imbalance like that, where you're like not aroused by your spouse, that is something that needs to be identified. And then you need to see somebody about that because that is, that can be a major hormonal shift within a woman or a man, because it can happen for both. And it can be, it can be a very simple thing to fix with supplements, or it can also be um, something that takes a little more time and care. With therapy and medication, like those are things that need to be addressed because if you don't and you go a long time, certain patterns start to set in and it is just not a good thing to do. And so I didn't know how to navigate that. And then we never talked about that. And then on top of that, I just kept avoiding the whole thing of having sex by like dedicating my time and attention into the kids and like what the needs were of people like Okay, you know, the kids need this and then the house needs this and then the dog needs this and then Michael needs this like his laundry done and like tasks, you know, things that weren't were not were not necessarily fruitful for our marriage. Like I just went into the deep end with all of those things instead of taking time to really nurture our relationship.
1: Yeah. And it's tough to feel like you're kind of the backseat, especially when you're like, okay. Anytime now, like, uh, I'm ready when you are, but you know, things do need to get done around the house. So you just kind of like kind of put it on the back burner. Um, one of the things that I found was you have to kind of gently kind of keep yourself on the forefront. So I'm talking to you guys really here. Um, if you find yourself in a situation like that, being pushy will never work. It's just not going to work. So if you're thinking that'll work, you're wrong. Uh, You got to be real gentle with this because in Elizabeth's case, like she was aware of the problem and yet not really capable for a time, a significant amount of time to do much effective against it. So like if you've ever just not felt in the mood, sure, you can you can force yourself to kind of like participate, but it's not really a good experience for anybody. So and and sometimes that's not even possible. You're like you're so far from that mindset, you just can't get in that mood. Like, look, it's gonna have to be another night. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be there for you at all. So, rain check. What I did was just a gentle reminder, or like like we talk about on our Tip Tuesdays, just making sure she knows I find you sexy. Mm. I'm totally into you, even now that you feel bloated. And you're, you're made for like one specific purpose, which is producing milk and caring for these things. But like you have another these side to <laughs> the and These things. The Monsters. <laughs> yeah. But like she's, she is momming all the time. And this took me so long to figure out. I think I finally got it under control by you're the third one. you a
0: heck of a lot better. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's as much as any man can really understand these things. But you know, you're, you're breastfeeding, you're up tired in the middle of the night. You are just constantly in demand from the, the baby to the toddler, to the elementary one or whatever. There's a lot of energy going into other things that are so far from intimacy with your spouse that it's really tough to kind of make that transition. So all that to say as the, as the, and this is not just the men, sometimes this can be reversed. There are lots of men who have low libido and has nothing to do with having babies, but it's a big deal. If you are the one who is seeking out to kind of restart that physical relationship again, you got to come at it real gently and just remind her, remind him that like you're like, I'm still about here, him. yeah. You're yeah thinking, you're about thinking about them, him, and you will eventually, eventually, with lots of patience, get to where you're going. Um, Hopefully, yeah. I guess it's not a promise every time. So like, that's where the therapy comes in too. Like, if you if you're not getting any traction with that over a significant amount of time, that might be time to bring in a third party.
0: Oh, for sure. For like 100%. And like we said at the beginning, don't wait until you have a problem because I wish that we had gone to therapy much sooner than we did just to like, Hey, let's check in. Let's make sure we're on the right track. Like, Those check-ins are really, really important. Like your yearly physical with your doctor, that check-in to make sure that you're healthy is really, really important. You don't wait until you're dying to go see a doctor. Like you do things to take care of yourself and the same thing applies to your marriage. You do those things to make sure that you are in check, you're doing things right, you're on the right track, all of that. So don't wait until you have a problem. But 100%, if you are, like Michael said, you're in a season where you are not having sex and you keep pursuing and pursuing and pursuing and your spouse is like, no, no, no. That's a problem. That is a problem. And that's not healthy. You need to be having sex. That's an essential part of marriage. Go see a therapist, 100%.
1: Yeah, and I would add to that a potential pitfall. One thing we've talked about since the beginning is affair-proofing your marriage. And I just Mm. like if you're not being intimate with your husband or wife that need is still deep inside you it is rooted it is from god yep it's not going away and if you're not fulfilling that in a god ordained manner that is going to it can it can crop up in some really bad ways and you just want to make sure that you are you are putting that energy and time into your spouse because that can be a real bad trap and it's kind of an open door if you haven't been having sex for a while and I don't know how to even say it, but like you just open the door for some real bad trouble for somebody else who might be paying you good attention or whatever and kind of seek, seek that elsewhere. Yeah. Cause no one's immune to it. No, no, no.
0: And those things creep up in the smallest of ways. Like nobody just, the affair just doesn't show up on your doorstep without any clothes on. Those things happen because somebody gave you five minutes of their time And paid you some attention and it felt good. Yeah, That's where those things start. And so it's really important, like Michael said, that you keep going to your spouse to fulfill that need, even though they say no. And I know that that's hard. I know that that doesn't feel great to hear and it's not an easy fix at all. But the covenant is there. You you said I do. Michael and I said I do. We made a covenant. We take that extremely seriously. Which means we are going to each other to fill that need. We are going to each other to fill that God-given desire to be physically intimate with each other. We are going to each other. We are not finding that somewhere else. And I can guarantee you that this type of season will show itself again in our marriage because we are sinful creatures and that's just that's what happens. You have to work day in and day out to cultivate a healthy marriage. And I'm sure that we will walk through that again but we know we feel a little more equipped
1: yeah, and to, to be, walk to, through it. To be clear, we're talking about um, like droughts in marriage uh, and, and intimacy. You kind of came straight from affairs to that one. It's like, oh, I need to oh back no, up. no, yeah.
0: sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, we're still talking about affair-proofing. No, like, uh, <laughs> no, I just mean like in a season where you're not having sex with your spouse, yeah. like th- those seasons, it's just not like a one and done. Yeah. Like the enemy seeks to kill still and destroy and that like that type of season will happen again. And you just have to be vigilant to do your best to not fall into that. So it takes work. And so as long as Michael and I are coming together to meet that physical need, that's what's important.
1: Yeah. So in particular with our, our particular drought in 2017, let's talk about what went wrong, line those up and then what we did to correct those things to kind of get where we are now.
0: Yeah. So I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, I was not thinking about having sex uh, about Michael. It, it Like my mindset was not about our marriage at all. I was thinking about that. What can I do to meet the needs of people in this house? So I was meeting the needs of my children, especially having an infant And meeting the needs of, like, the house, what things need to be cleaned, like dinner and, you know, the whole, if you're a stay-at-home parent, you know the full list of all that. (laughs) And then what, like, practical needs Michael needed met, like, you know, the laundry and, like, making sure that we had food in the house so he could take lunch to work, like, things like that. So it was not necessarily, like, doing great things for the relationship. I was just meeting his basic needs as a human, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I wasn't really sure like how to really address the situation because, you know, everybody's tired. You're tired. She's tired. The babies are tired. So you don't want to have an explosive moment. So you kind of just might keep quiet. I know I kept quiet for a long time, but as I was kind of feeling like, all right, I want to kind of start a dialogue about this. I finally did, but I probably took a little too long to start that dialogue. So that kind of contributed to lengthening that time period.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would encourage whichever spouse is like, is, is the one who is kind of pursuing the other. It's like Michael's pursuing me. What now being on the other side of it, I probably would say, or like an outsider, like a therapist would say like, don't wait months down the road. Be vigilant. Like, you know, one month goes by and you've only had sex twice. That's not good. That, that amount of times is not appropriate. And so for him to express like, I want more from you. And I think language is important um, because when you say, when you come to the other person and say, I need, I need, I need then it seems like you're just using the other person. But like, if you say, I want us to be more intimate, I want to be intimate with you. I want to have sex with you. Yeah. Using using that verbiage feels a lot different. And as the person who is feels unable to give that makes them feel a lot different than if if my older say, I need, I need, I need. Then it's just the equivalent of a five-year-old saying, I need food, I need this, I need that. You know, like, yeah. doesn't make you feel that good.
1: Yeah. And compliments go a long way with this, like especially a, a brand new mom or like uh, like even if it's not your first kid, but just in our experience. And again, I'm only speaking for us. She was feeling all the physical things that were the opposite of feeling sexy. So remind yeah. you got to remind yeah. her. And it's like it may not stick because honestly, she will not believe you for the first hundred compliments. It's a long like, time. hey. <laughs> Your butt's looking really good in those pants or, or even like non-physical stuff. Like it's insanely beautiful when you take care of these kids, like my kids, mm. our kids that you are taking care of all day. You're sacrificing yourself every day, all day. I find that so attractive
0: That's good. and I
1: can't wait to be alone with you later. That works a lot. And it's yeah. super true because you dads, you dads have witnessed that there's something in there that's like just this beautiful, like it's what we want in on such a deep level. Like we want to, we want to have, for those of us who do have children, you want to have the children, you want them to be looked after. And the person who provides that care is your best buddy, because like that is something I absolutely love to see. Mm-hmm. So that's just me.
0: That's good. That's good. Compliments do go a long way. Physical and non-physical. You got to have the whole array. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. So that's kind of what happened, like what went wrong. Like we're saying, don't do these things. Don't wait too long. Don't not think about your spouse. Don't get caught up in the needs of, of people in your house. And so we also want to share what we did to correct it, because I feel like that is super important. Because if I were listening, I'd be like, but what did you do to fix it? Yeah.
1: And so what I just shared is a big one. I kind of yes. I couldn't wait. I just like such a good point. I just <laughs> want to get up in that next section.
0: Yeah. And I think we also talked about another one, which was to talk about it. So, you surprise, know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs>
1: Communication on the Communication, MTP.
0: Communication. Talk about it. I don't know. I sing all the time. I do jingles all the time to the kids. It sounded like one
1: of those schoolhouse rock things.
0: (laughs) Conjunction, junction. What? No, anyways. That's um... why it sounded
1: like that. That's perfect.
0: (laughs) So talk about it. Don't wait too long. Don't wait months down the road. Don't wait six months. Don't wait a year. Don't wait two years. You'd be surprised how many couples stay together and they've gone a decade without being intimate with each other. Don't wait that long.
1: Don't waste your young years, too, where your body still complies with what you wanted to do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it won't always be like that, I'm told.
0: <laughs> talk about it. You know, a month goes by and you weren't that intimate. You did. You had sex once or twice and you'd be like, hey, I just I want to check in with you. Like, I, I, I feel like maybe we're not on the same page. What's going on? Is there something I can help with? Can we talk about? why maybe we're avoiding it and be very careful that, that you're not like pointing the fingers, mm-hmm. you know, like so Michael wouldn't come to me and say, Hey, why aren't you having sex with me? That would be the wrong approach. I'd be like, bye.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause it could be a part of it could be that you're not preparing that process during the day. So
0: mm-hmm. like if
1: you're just at, at 9 PM when, uh, or whenever you go to bed, we don't go to bed at nine. but like whenever you like lay down in bed and roll over and say hey
0: (laughs) you like rub the bed and pat it
1: (laughs) um it doesn't start there you gotta you gotta this process has to be rolling all day like just making sure things are taken care of and making sure that she doesn't have to do every single thing for every single person so that there is that headroom that kind of headspace to be able to think of something other than just taking care of mm. everything else.
0: That's good. Especially if you are a parent and I, and you, you cannot have kids to experience this type of, of sexual drought for sure. Yeah. But we're speaking to, um we're speaking to, to parents like after you have that, that baby, Michael touched on it earlier as a, as a female, you don't feel sexy <laughs> at all. And so preparing her To like compliment her and take things off her plate. That's huge. That's huge because I'm telling you the internal checklist is a bajillion things long. Like it's so many things. And so when he says, all right, what can I help you get done in the next 30 minutes so that you feel like your plate is a little bit lighter? That goes a long way. I cannot walk through our bedroom door and like flip the switch of like, okay, I feel sexy. Let's go have sex now. <laughs> it just does not happen that way. <laughs> it I'm does. Glad you don't
1: really laugh like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. We like, I feel like for moms, because we are thinking about the needs of everybody and like we're multitasking, like brain wise it's very difficult for us to shut off that constantly running to-do list. But if we feel like the to-do list is a little bit lighter for the day, that gives us, like Michael said, like the bandwidth, the brain power to be able to think about our spouse, to be thinking about having sex. That is really, really good. And that's really beneficial for both of you. Yeah.
1: All right. So um, the other thing is just to be persistent and be gentle as you're being persistent. So, just being that, hey, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? It doesn't do anything for <laughs> the anybody. constant
0: tapping. You ready? You ready? You yeah. ready? Let's go have sex. You ready? You ready? <laughs> yeah.
1: Or else we say, down to clown.
0: <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't ever say down to clown. That's an automatic no. Yeah.
1: DTC. So gently woo and just be ready for a no. It's okay. You're just a gentle reminder. And the no may remain for a week, two weeks, three more weeks, but you're there and you are, um, ready.
0: Yeah. So be persistent and, and, but like, be persistent with your spouse. Don't run somewhere else. Like hear us when we say <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I thought that was goes without saying so I'm glad you we're said saying it. We're saying it, we're saying it, but be per- always run to your spouse to meet that need for sure. And also the last thing is decide that you're on the same team. When you talk about it, like we're on the same team together, we need to we need to walk through this season together, not on opposite pages. We want to be on the same page. That's super, super important.
1: Yeah. Well said. Uh, that's huge. That's what you signed up for. So fight together and fight for the common goal yeah. of being close with each other yeah. and creating a lasting partnership yeah. that honors the Lord.
0: Yeah, it's good.
1: So our challenge for you guys this week is to kind of stop and do an inventory. Do you guys both feel that you're having the proper amount or frequency of sex if the answer is no figure that out yeah if it involves therapy please go yeah but like you got to start by having just a conversation in your bedroom like hey have you felt like i'm meeting your needs have you felt like you're meeting like have you felt like you're missing that mm-hmm. or do you feel like we're good and if you're good great but honestly be honest and um, yeah. you may you may find that like Oh, I had no idea that you were wanting to have sex more. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm totally game for that.
0: Yeah. Be lovingly honest. Like yeah. don't, don't shove it down their throat. Be gracious and loving about it for sure. That goes a long way. Yep. Yeah. So that is your challenge for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And as always, we so appreciate you coming back week after week, showing us support. The support has been amazing and we just, we love you guys. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at marriage talks, podcast at gmail.com. We will be happy to chat with you. And we also have a Facebook group and an Insta- Instagram page, which you can find those links in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So subscribe. And if you love the show, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because that's how we, uh, that's how you find out about new episodes every Monday.
0: Yes. And future giveaways. Oh, yeah. Thanks guys.